building seems like the last few seconds, the chorus of that last verse before I know I have to stand up and come up here, it always seems like I start running through my head, how am I going to do this, and my heart starts racing a little faster, and I start thinking my only option is that my options are to just get up and walk out, but I can't do that or, or come up here. And I started trying to think about how, how I'm going to have the strength or the, or the will to even be up here, being who I am. And I just, it has to, to come to me how much most of my life and my, my what I think of as, as me, any, any power or will in myself, how much it is just vanity and how much of my life is, is nothing. But in, in Jesus we have our, our all in all and he is our, our strength and he is my strength this morning. And also when looking at looking for a text this past week I kept kind of just jumping around because it seemed like this text well this points out too much about me. I don't really want to have to deal with it as as weak as I am. And yet I'm, I'm thankful that as much as I want to run and find a text that might give me some excuse and some lenience in the way I live. not able to outrun God's word for a text this morning I'll read from the, the second chapter of the first epistle of Peter First, I might read the, the, that latter half, the 15th on, but maybe that's too much, but I'll, I think I'll read the whole chapter. It always seems so hard for me to, to pick out two, five or so verses that, that I can, maybe not that I can speak on, but more so it just seems I, I'd, I'd rather just read the whole thing because the whole thing 
sometimes tells us more, and I don't. I, I'm glad that that it, God is able to show us more if He is. Well, I know He is able. So I'll read the the, the entire chapter, second chapter of First Peter, in Jesus' name. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have, have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion, a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness unto his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest amongst, among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, be, they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing he may be put, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it, if when ye be buffeted by for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an, an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to the, him that judges righteously. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Amen. Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
be multiplying unto everyone here this morning. Amen. There's so much in this in this chapter. It often seems hard for me to to, to get any sort of train of thought. But I also am so glad when there are these chapters which seem to give a full picture of, of what what has been done for us and what we are here, who we are, children of, of that King of Kings, and how unworthy we are of it. I was thinking even when I was speaking earlier there, that eighth verse in a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. As I was saying, when it's hard to find a, a, a text that makes me feel like less of a sinner, that that stone of offense is there, that it, that it hurts my soul and shows me that I can't go beyond that. There's, it can't be built up that that. Without without making it over that 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 stone or having that that cornerstone, we need to thank God when we are when He puts that stumbling block in front of us when we were on a path that doesn't lead where we ought to be going. Rather, we should be laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. <coughs> it seems so, so odd to me how hard it is to live as, as I ought to live or to be thinking as I ought to be thinking. Each of us knows that God, and we fully believe it, we know that God is watching us and He knows the thoughts and intents of our heart. And we know this, and I know this fully, and I I absolutely, 100% believe God knows everything that I'm thinking and everything that's going on in my life. And yet it seems like sometimes I'm able to think like, if I'm almost tempted to do something, I think, well, I know, I know God is watching, and I may be able to, to yield not to that temptation, and, and thanks be to God for those instances, but so much so it seems so amazing to me how much I can know that for a fact. And yet still just, it seems like I'm committing sins and and falling into ungodliness right in front of his face. How hard it is for us. How hard it is for me to to turn away from those things. Speaks much on these, even those. Now in the eleventh verse, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. It's so hard to, to to 
always be as those newborn babes, as it says in that second verse. We want to think that we're grown up, and we want to think that we can handle things ourselves, or we know how to to, to make our way through this life righteously of our on our own. And it is difficult to remember that we are just as newborn babes, and hopefully that we would always have that desire for that sincere milk of the word. Only then can we grow. Only by that milk can we grow. This food that we can gather from the from the wild, I guess you could say from this world, it does not feed us. It does not satisfy us and it does nothing for our growth. But we know as it says it even in that third verse. What a beautiful thing this word is, but it seems like a it, it brings us down, it brings me down low. But it never leaves us there. It never it never just beats us down into nothing. It, it brings us down to the point that we see who we are, even as I saw this morning before coming up here. flesh is sin but I have tasted of that sincere milk of the word and I know that the Lord is gracious you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest amongst the, among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be made by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. how much this thought or this lesson here how much it seems to to get me it seems hard in myself to have that to have that honest conversation or to be to be true to God's word and to live as God would want us to live it seems right now if there was any sort of trial and those those unbelievers or, or whoever were speaking of me 
as being an evildoer and being as not a Christian, I don't know that by my good works, I don't know that they would have beheld any good works in myself and would have noticed or have, or, or would have, I would have had no excuse as to why I behaved in that way. But we are told, instructed here, to have our conversation honest. And this may come, this may, I don't know, we don't, we don't know how this world and this life is going to play out to Judgment Day. It may come in this next second or it may come in another thousand years. But there may come that day when we are put up again in trial. And even then they may still convict us of whatever whatever faults we may have. And even now it seems so much in our own society how much it is wrong to think the way that we think or to believe the way that we believe. I'm going off a little bit here, but hopefully sort of on the same sentiment that even if they think it as being a wrong and an evil way of thinking, and I've seen some of the things with this with our, our education in in Alberta, and they're really trying to get and push so that there's no religious. Um, Uh, what's the word? Affiliation. affiliation. No religious affiliations in school or, or any conviction for any uh, way of thinking or believing. And of course, this most directly attacks Christians. It doesn't seem to apply to... I don't know if I need to pick pick it out or pick on it, but it seems like I think if a, if a Muslim school popped up, the government wouldn't have a have too much of a problem with that. And I don't remember the exact wording, but it says I've seen that some of these some of these teachings in Christian schools saying that we are we are made in the likeness of God and, and, and I don't know if I, I can remember exact examples but, but verses from the Bible as far as what some of these Christian schools may believe and, and the government has stated that these these things do not align with, with the, the teachings of this land anymore or the beliefs of the majority of the population and it's not conducive to a safe and caring environment and it's harmful beliefs. That is very much what it is being said here. They speak against us as if we are evildoers. But how how gracious God is that He might be able to give us 
that strength to be able to to continue in that path and to continue to preach those preach that word. And they may see, and, and hopefully they see before that day, but it says that they may by your good works that they will see, they will see in us, which they, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Pray that those people that speak against us as evildoers will be able to, to see what we see and to taste that milk that we have tasted out and to not have it to be on that day of visitation when they realize that maybe they were in the wrong. And yet even though that is the way the way we should be and, it, and it, this doesn't contradict it God's word is full and true. But submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the King is supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. I believe this is further on in this chapter even I read, or, or in the next chapters. But we are supposed to submit or to adhere at least to the, to the laws of the land, which so many seem so ridiculous to me, and I have a hard time thinking that some of them are even necessary or, or needed to be adhered to. But yet God instructs us that we should... And it says, why there in that 15th verse, for so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may, be put, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. It is so hard, but that is our, our instruction, and that is how we, we can only pray that we might be able to, God may grant us that mercy, that we may live in that way that he wants us to live, and that we would be shown to this world as, a, as an example, as Christ was an example for us. That people would see us and, and that they would know that we stand out from the rest of the world. And even, maybe I'll just read there. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endured grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your fault ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do, do well and suffer for it ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. So we may, we may suffer because we live the way that we, or believe the, the way that we believe. And yet God has told us that we have to adhere or at least respect and follow, submit ourselves to the ordinance of man, that we may be seen as good examples 
and to not be rebellious in any way. And I don't think this contradicts with it's a totally separate matter and I pray that we would have the strength to do this and, and, and God instructs us to do to do this that we might suffer for him as it says here, but I don't think it contradicts adhering with, with with the ordinance of man contradicts with the way Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego their story And as much as there's so many, so many things in, in this country and world that this is the way that you have to do things and get this license or do this law and abide by this, and so many of them seem like, well, what on earth would I do that for? It's not hurting anybody, and it doesn't mean anything, and it's just another money grab if they can catch me not doing it. that we would follow those things but have the strength and the courage which only comes by God we would have none of that strength and none of that courage if it was not if we did not have as it says in that 17th verse fear God God is our only the only our only should be our only fear and not in the way even that we, we are scared and frightened of him and, and beaten down that we're worried about he's going to zap us with a, a lightning bolt if we fall off the path a couple steps. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had that fear of God. They knew where their salvation was. They knew as hopefully we will know on that day if it comes, and I do not think it is far off. It may be. I'm sure the people 400 years ago thought it was, wasn't too far off either. But it seems like it's getting so much closer that we might be made, even as this government is slowly putting into the educa- education system that we would denounce any connection to our beliefs in Christ. Pray that God gives each of us the strength, whatever suffering may be on the other side of our statement of faith. Pray that God gives us the strength. I think of that song, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. got pretty serious very soon rationally thinking if, if, if some people came to my house and were taken away Christians for whatever reason and I know I'm just thinking of situations and things I probably don't need need to be worried about as it says I need to fear God and that is, that is, that is, he, is he is where everything is that matters but I often think about it if, if something, if the situation in this country and this world got serious and, and they were taking away Christians and it has happened before, it's not a, it's not a new thing. 
And we don't, we're not supposed to be surprised when it happens, as God also tells us in his word. But it seems convenient to me and more rational that I might be able to just deny, deny what I believe for the 10, 20 minutes that I'm being interrogated. And as soon as they're gone, I might be able to slip away and sneak into the mountains and live there, live out my life there and try to just get out of here and run in that way. Pray to God that I would not be so foolish and weak to do that if it ever came to that. Pray to God that each of us, if that were the case, that we would be able to, as it says, come boldly boldly say what we believe and have faith that, that God and his word is true for this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief suffering wrongfully Christ was an example for us in that way. For even here and too were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. And even then, we do not even, he leaves us that example that we might be, suffer for God's sake, for His name's sake, and the strength that it would take, and even if we do do that, and on that day, that we might be tortured, and and killed, and, and, and whatever else, just by believing in Christ, and being a Christian, even then we are, if we are given the grace and the mercy and the faith to believe that heaven is waiting for us, and, and what is to come for the next short period of time, however painful and, and, and awful it may be, even then we are unable to, to endure what Christ had endured for us. I can't find right now or, or remember the quote word for word, remember the verse, but we know that they can, this world they can they can kill and, and, and take away our body, but they cannot kill and take away our soul. That is committed unto God through Christ. And whatever suffering we endure, how little and how nothing it is, when we reach heaven's gates, and we receive that reward, Now they was saying even even if we are able to do that, it is nothing compared to what Christ suffered for us. Because as much and as hard as it is to deal with the things 
in a physical and a natural and a logical sense in this world. The true suffering has already been paid for. The true suffering has already been dealt with. For here, even here unto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. thing I was thinking about it driving home last night and it is so impossible for me and I think it is impo- it would be impossible for anybody to understand that suffering that Christ felt that suffering that Christ had to deal with for our sakes The suffering that we have to endure in this life, as awful as it may seem in the time, and, and many of us have suffered in, in, in many little ways, and even if we had to suffer every moment up to that, getting being nailed to that cross, cross, we would still not even be able to fathom the pain of, of having all of that sin on our conscience. And I was thinking last night, I don't know why I was thinking about it in this way, but trying to figure out, I don't know, it's such a ridiculous thing I was thinking, but trying to figure out a timeline, well, we know, I know God was, or Jesus was, lived a perfect and, and sinless life and I was trying to figure out well when was the exact minute that he had all the sin because it says he, him who, he who knew no sin became sin Christ became all of the sin in the world every sin that, that ever has been committed he bore on that cross It's impossible to even fathom. We know how much a single sin hurts our conscience. Maybe we're able to push it away for a little bit and throw it onto the back burner and not think about it. But it comes back. Thanks be to God that it comes back. back and it and it it tears at us and it wears us down and it makes us grumpy. It seems like most often it makes me makes me mad on, on Sunday morning and just wanna well forget it, I'm not driving out there today.
but I'm so thankful that I have been given that grace to believe and given that grace to know by faith that those sins that I have committed and those sins that, that I will commit says he, he who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed there is no room for sin in heaven and if we, we had not Christ and we tried to go there on our own Again, I'm sort of just picturing things in a kind of a, maybe a funny way, but if we were to try to show up on, on, at, at the, the, the gates of heaven or to stand before God in that day, and we had all those those stripes on us, all those sins. There would be no entrance allowed for us into heaven. But because of what God has done, we were healed. That healing is not a natural healing. It is a healing of that sin sickness. And so often it is, it is, it is likened unto that leprosy that, that, that covers and takes over the body. And we have been totally, totally cleansed of that. That we are, we are entirely spotless. We don't have a single spot of sin on us. We are totally blameless before God. We are able to, able to, go boldly to that throne of grace and to know that that what Christ has done was sufficient to allowing even this. sinful, horrible flesh. This person who had so many stripes, if it were not for Christ, that even I could be granted that reward of eternal life with Him. The love that God has for us is unfathomable. The care that He has for us even as it says here at the end. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our souls. That gentle shepherd cares for us so much. He is not going to just leave us out in the wild alone. And even this morning, he's not going to leave me going up on my own here even he is with each of us and will and will lead us and, and direct us and guide us as that shepherd does with the sheep as we are we are as his flock and thinking on that other that other test even 
that if we if we slip out and, and, and sneak off and, and go in a different way, he still cares for us so much that he will go out and he will find us and he will bring us back. If only we are able to submit to him as, as, as sheep so easily do. Pray that we easily can do that. It is not an easy thing to do in this flesh. We still have flesh and we still have to deal with it every day. But pray that he might be able, we can give him room to, to herd us back into that fold and, to, and to, to lead us that we might not fall off and that we might be able to, to reach that final, that final home. This world is not... This world is not what we have any hope in, and this world is not any any lasting thing. It is so hard for us as humans to to think in that way. We think of, of the now, and we think of what we have to deal with, and we know we all must die, and we kind of, maybe I, maybe, I mean I feel many do, but we almost have a little bit of a fear of that, and, and what is going to be the situation, and what's going to be the... The circumstance that that's going to be is it going to be painful and, and, and awful. But what a glorious day that will be when our eyes are opened again. And we see Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let me close with the benediction. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.
next Sunday we'll have a special collection for foreign mission. If anyone wants to give to the foreign mission, that's next Sunday. Sylvan Upstock Lutheran Church is having Dennis Tanya uh, October 19th to the 21st. If anyone's interested in that, the details are on their website or feel free to talk to me or whatever. Anyone want to have Bible study? Bible study at Noah and Amy's
part of the older brother got a part of the building. Maybe he had it too good. No, 
log file. Yeah, there's a big log file here in the screen. Yeah. 
Peter just sent this picture. Oh. He didn't really say too much. Yeah, so you can't really see the roof. So. He just, well, he, he just said, have you had a look at Greg's new building? Yeah. Yeah. If it's 16 feet, then you could put a mezzanine. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it's not all going to be in there. <laughs> what did you have to say? Eh? Thank you. 
Really? That's interesting. I guess you have to with Wiley. The bears are starting to act like at work are acting so weird now because like it's so early for them to have me, but it's so cold and they're like starting to act like they want to. So what do they do then? Do they dig a hole for them with a backhoe? They just dig their own. Or we give them like we give them a culvert too, and some of them will go on a culvert, but most of the time they'll just dig in the ground. Like the beginning of Um. It was actually funny because we moved, we moved our one bear into an enclosure that's from another bear. And uh, he like took over his den, but he then like completely renovated it. It was actually just so funny because it was like taking over a new house and making it your own. He just like dug another line of side section and like switched where the entrance was. Alright. Where there has been a fair bit 
for mama there.